We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Matt Bruce, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Are we good, church? Cool. How good was that? I love praising God. I love praising God, and it's incredible to um, see tonight that what I'm speaking to is what we declared in praise. Uh, It's about freedom tonight. Um, I wanted to start with a challenge, a church-wide challenge. Tonight, is there anybody who's free enough in here to respond to my chow? No? Okay, there's some free people. What about, are you free enough in this place to skip around the seats? Oh, oh, oh yeah, good, nice. Hey, Mrs. always got my back. Come on, that's awesome. We have some free people in church. <laughs> looking good, Will. We're looking good. What about are you free enough? If I called you out right now, could you lead us in a moment of praise? If I was like, Nick, jump to your feet and lead us to a moment of praise, could you do it? Yeah? Should I do it? Nick, jump to your feet and lead us in a moment of praise. Awesome. Hey, well, if you hadn't picked up, tonight I want to talk about freedom. Um, And I want to talk into a believing heart. Uh, Whoever said men don't know the pain of labor, don't know what they're talking about. Pastor Will last Sunday talked about a believing heart. And then this Sunday, he talked about a believing heart. And tonight, I'm laboring and I'm talking about a believing heart. We're pushing it tonight. (laughs) But the thing about labor is that the end product is a new life. And tonight, I want us to experience freedom to a new level. Cool? Awesome. So tonight, I want to talk about freedom and righteousness. The big word, righteousness. Why? Because Sam Monk says, freed people, free people. So when you're freed, you're able to free other people. If you're restricted, they see that restriction. Um, And let's be honest, freedom's attractive. Freedom's really attractive. So my hope coming into O-Week this year with our young adults is that all those who are serving would have such a freedom in their heart that when they encounter someone, they would have that overflow of freedom. Freed people, free people. But tonight, it's not just an O-Week message. Who knows that freedom's attractive? We all want it in our lives through all seasons, and we want to see people released into freedom wherever we go. So my thoughts are that to be free, we must first know our position. If we are living in fear, then we cannot be free. If we are hiding because of shame, then we can't be free. If we are living believing that we're not worthy, then we can't be free. We must first know our position to then declare our freedom. Tonight, my prayer is that God would assure you of your position in Him, that He would assure you of your worth in Him, and that you would leave tonight knowing that you are free, not just hearing that you're free, but knowing that you're free. Cool? 
Sometimes if I hear something, but I don't declare it, then I don't get it. But when I hear and declare, I become aware of my position. So tonight we're heading towards a declaration. We've already seen some people exhibit their freedom so gracefully, skipping around the auditorium, but I want us to all be free. Cool? Hey, can I pray before we start? God, I just pray right now that um, in this next half an hour, God, you would expel some lies in this place and replace it with your truth. God, I pray that we would become aware of our position in you and we would declare it boldly. Lord, just speak truth. Replace truth. I mean, replace lies with truth. (laughs) In Jesus' name, amen. Cool. Well, the title of my message tonight is Yes, You Are. Yes, You Are. Cool. And my key scripture I want to go to first is Matthew 6, verse 23. Awesome. Cool, it's out there. It says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And his righteousness, it doesn't say, and your righteousness, it says his righteousness. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. That's got to be some of the greatest news written in the Bible. <laughs> I was fizzing when I read that. See, it's never been about your righteousness. It's always been about his righteousness. Too often I get caught up in my righteousness. If I think, if I just take the good parts of me, what if, what if I, there's not many, but what if I trimmed it down and just took the good parts of me and tried to work that up to perfection? But then it fails and I'm left squandering and I'm like, oh man, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Even my best parts fall short of the glory of God. But it's in that moment that I realize I have nothing is when I realize that, therefore, I have Christ. Therefore, I have his righteousness. Therefore, I'm justified because of who he is, not because of who I am. Pastor Benny Perez, uh, who's over in... Las Vegas says it this way. He says, the gospel was, you could not, so he did. (laughs) I love that. Matt, you couldn't earn your salvation, so I did. You couldn't do it, so I did. You can't stop sinning, so I went to the cross for you. I did it. So tonight, remember, the gospel was, you could not, so he did. You could not, so he did. His righteousness actually allows us to receive everything. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all, not some, and all these things will be added unto you. If it were our righteousness, we would qualify for nothing, but because it's his, we have an all-access pass. We'll preach about that, about when we ask, we will receive, and it's because of his righteousness. His righteousness places us in a position of freedom. Cool? The crazy thing is, is we can say it all, but the enemy loves to take us back to focusing on our righteousness. (laughs) Almost every day he likes to take me back to my righteousness. Because if my focus is on my righteousness, then my focus isn't on his righteousness, and all of a sudden I'm limited, and I feel ashamed of who I am. 
And sometimes we need to turn around. We must realize that his righteousness covers us and releases us. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. It's simple, but man, we need to get it. We need to get it. I wanted to give a wee analogy or a little demonstration tonight that maybe paints a little picture. So if I could have two lovely volunteers, that would be great. Do I have any? I'll call you out, Luke, if you don't put your hand up. <laughs> come on, Luke, out you get. And Hamish, come on. Good, good, good. Yeah, just up here would be great. That's awesome. Cool. Well, I don't know if you've ever driven through to Central Otago, but when you drive through to Central Otago, you hit a place called Ettrick, and all of a sudden from there on is just like all these fruit stalls and free-range egg stalls and sheep poof stalls and pine cone stalls. But there's all these stalls, and some of them say like, if they're really generous, they say free on them, or sometimes they have an honesty box, or sometimes they even have an ethos machine if they're really fancy. But I just want to talk to you about, or paint a picture of a roadside stool. So, um, which one of you wants to be Jesus tonight? <laughs> Who's Jesus? Okay, Hamish is Jesus. Cool, I have a wee sign for you. So Hamish being Jesus is at his roadside stool, and his roadside stool is forgiveness and righteousness which is a great stool. <laughs> hey, Luke, you wanted to stand apart from him, but mean. So Hamish is at his stool, and the great thing is that he's, he's willing to give it to you for free. But the crazy thing is, is then that, sorry, Luke, I know you're a great guy, but you're going to have to be the devil tonight. <laughs> but Luke's a great guy. But anyway, the crazy thing is, is then that the devil comes along, and he's like, nah, no, 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 no. This isn't all free. This is an honesty box system. And he loves to play the honesty game. Come on, let's be honest. Do you want to go over to the stool? Awesome. Join. You guys are friends for now, kind of. <laughs> so he loves to play the let's be honest game. And the dumb thing is, is that we buy into it. We believe it. We treat forgiveness and righteousness like an honesty box. Satan loves to stand there with his honesty box and convince us that we need to put in more to deserve or take the goods. There's no way that's free for you. I saw the week you had. There's no way you can walk up to the stool and receive it. Come on, let's be honest. Let's, let's be honest about your week, man. I've got some scenarios here. You see, I see. Maybe he's like, the devil's like, this is you, Luke. I saw how much you sinned last week, and all you can produce is five sorries. Let's be honest here. You need to put more sorries if you want to take forgiveness and righteousness today. Okay, God. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, God. I'm real. S am, I, am I good enough now? Can I take your forgiveness and righteousness now? What about another scenario? Ah, oh, so you want to want God to minister through you today, do you? Well, let's be honest here. There's no way that's going to happen. 
you're not worthy after the week you've had. But I guess that if you pray twice as much today, then God will forgive you and maybe then you can minister. Okay. I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, God. Am I good enough now? Let's be honest. What about last scenario? Ah, you want to receive healing today. But if we're being honest, you don't read your Bible every day this week. So how about you commit to reading your Bible every day, then you'll be righteousness, righteous enough to receive healing next week. Okay, God, I'll, I'll, I'll read my Bible for seven days, and then I'll be able to, good enough to receive healing next week. I'm not good enough this week, but man, next week. Man, that's all lies. That's all lies. There's no such thing as the honesty box. It's free. It's free. Too often we come with a heart to negotiate rather than a heart of repentance. You see, a spirit of negotiation is used to justify oneself. But the truth is that you already are justified. You don't come to church to be justified. You already are. This still is free. It's free. Coming with a heart of repentance looks like going to God first, seeking first the kingdom of God. I'm not, I'm not dealing with the honesty box today. Satan's not, Satan's not <laughs> giving me those taunts. I'm going to the person who owns the store. I'm going to the one who controls the goods, who actually has the goods. You see, when I go to the Jesus and I say, God, I didn't get it all right, but I return to your higher viewpoint. Thank you for your unconditional love and that your free sign will never turn into an honesty box or an FPOS machine. It will always be free. It's when we come with a heart of repentance rather than a heart of negotiation, we realize that our position is His righteousness. His righteousness. Don't try to negotiate the price of something that's free. Don't. Don't. I was thinking about it today, and I think one of the reasons we struggle to receive God's free gifts is because of a big fat man in a red suit. His name is Santa. His name is Santa. From a young age, the crazy thing is, is that we learn that gifts are conditional. Were you naughty or nice this year? What list are you on? Because what list you're on determines what you get. But that's not true. God's love, his gifts are unconditional. They're free. And it's crazy how little things like that can start to compile and we start to get a wrong picture of the way God wants to lavish his gifts on us. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Tonight, your position is his righteousness. You are free to approach the stool whenever you need to, and it will be given to you. You don't need the honesty box. It doesn't exist. Cool? Hey, why don't we give it up for our incredible stool boys? Luke, you're a great guy. I know you'd never do that. I know you'd never do it. 
Well, last week, God spoke to me um, about something that seemed so simple, yet I hadn't yet got it. There's crazy things. We can hear so many things so often, and then it doesn't actually sit in us. Um, And this sat for me last week, so I want to share it. You might think, oh, that's so basic, Matt. That's so basic, but I think it's free. It's so free. When you are in Christ, sin is real, but the power of sin is not. That's what God said to me. Too often I walk around thinking that the power of sin is real, but it isn't when I'm in Christ. Sin's real, but the power's not. The truth is that if you are in Christ, then the power of sin no longer has any dominion over your life because a new power's in your life, and that power's greater. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus, and all of a sudden, that other power is nullified. If the devil is causing you to live ashamed or limited, tonight God is reminding you that that's a lie. Jesus overcame the power of sin. Yes, you may sin and miss the mark, but when you are in Christ, when you seek first the kingdom of God, when you are wrapped in his righteousness, then the power of sin no longer has any dominion over your life. This is what the Bible says about it. Can we get up Romans 6, 5? It's from the NLT version. This is power-packed. It says, Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin, for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Don't believe that the sin in your life has any power to restrict you any longer. Don't believe it. I was believing it for, what, 22 years. I was going to church seeking out the honesty box instead of going to the free stall. Man, I found a new freedom. Sin exists, but the power does not. The devil does not determine your freedom. Jesus already determined it. Already determined it. It's done. Finito. Devil can't come back from that. Don't negotiate something that is already finished. The truth is that who the sun sets free is free indeed. They're free. Tonight your position is his righteousness. You are free. Man, I hope this is starting to sink in because we're heading towards a declaration and we need it to sit in us before we can declare it out of us. Cool? Cool. Hey, I'm chugging along at a phenomenal rate, so I'm going to have some water. (laughs) I'm like, whew, the pages are going down. (laughs) Get my pastor Will on. Probably won't need to clean that later. There was nothing on there. 
love you, Will. Whoa, don't throw your dirty one at me, man. <laughs> Keep that thing. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Oh, crack up. How much time have I got left? Just Okay. Okay. Hey, um, this next part I want to talk about is being robed in his righteousness. Still on the same theme, but it just speaks into it again. And um, my uh, best mate, Hamish McMillan, has inspired this story. So here's a little story. Uh, when Hamish was in, um, I think it was year 12 at high school, he got the opportunity to go over to France on an exchange. And, and it was an epic time for him. Sad time for me. I lost my friend from summer. <laughs> But anyway, he went over to France, and when he was there, he sort of discovered fashion. If, if, you, if, you, if you've seen Hamish, his fashion that he rocks now is very much inspired out of his, his French tour. His nice shirts and his scarves and his fancy shoes, looking all very European. Hey, you look good, though. You look real good. But anyway, when Hamish was over there, he um, went into one particular store, and it was... Um, it was pretty expensive from what he was saying about it. But, you know, just getting inquisitive, like, oh, that looks nice. I'll just go have a look at that. And, and I'll, I won't be able to buy it, but I'll go look at it. So anyway, he went into the store, and he was looking at this um, suede jacket. It's like nice evening wear suede ja- jacket thing. And um, this guy just walks over to him, and he says, oh, try it on. Try it on. And he's like, oh, it's kind of weird. Like, but Okay. <laughs> So he, he tries, on his, tries on the jacket, and he's like, oh, this is nice. But you know when you try something on, you can't afford it, and you're like, shop assistants put you in something? You're like, there's no way I'm buying this, but man, it looks good. And you're like, these shoes were instance. When me and Hamish were in Melbourne, I walked into the store, and I'm like, Hamish, I'm not trying on anything. I can't afford it. And then he's like, what about these ones? I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're so nice. <laughs> and... <laughs> And I, and I walk in and I'm like, I'm not trying them on, I'm not trying them on. I was in there for 20 minutes because Hamish was trying on 5 billion pairs of shoes. <laughs> he does that. But anyways, and then the shop owner is like hounding me. Oh, sure, you don't want to try a pair of shoes? Oh, what about these ones? What about these ones? And then he said, what about these ones? And I was like, okay, I'll try them on. <laughs> Bad decision. <laughs> Bad life decision for the bank account. I, I cleared my bank account out and I got them, but that's all right. But anyways, so Hamish was in, in the shop, right? It's back to that story. Hamish was in the shop and he was trying on this jacket and he's like, oh, this is really nice, like full-on suede. It looks good. I've seen him wear it. It looks good. But anyway, yeah, and it's so nice. And Hamish's like, oh, but I can't like, afford it. That's what he's thinking in his head. And then all of a sudden this guy goes, keep it. I'll buy it for you. Keep it. I'll buy it for you. And he wasn't in, like, Save Mart. <laughs> he was in a really nice store, and this guy just had such a heart of generosity, and he saw how good Hamish looked in it, that he was like, keep it, bro. Like, you rock that. Like, that's going to get you a girl. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he didn't say that, but maybe he was thinking it. Um, but anyways... <laughs> He's won, he's won it a few times. <laughs> hey, but anyway, so he got to keep this jacket. And the thing is that God says the same thing to us. He says, keep it. Um, 
when you're robed in his righteousness, he's like, dang, that looks good on you. That looks really good on you. Why don't you keep it? Why don't you keep it? I want to go to Isaiah 63, verse 1 to 4. Oh, it's quite broken up, isn't it? It says, Why are your garments red like those of one treading the winepress? I have trodden the winepress alone. From the nations, no one was with me. I trampled them in my anger and trod them down in my wrath. Their blood splattered my garments and I stained all my clothing. It was for me the day of vengeance. The year for me to redeem had come. I love this scripture. Why are your garments red, Matt? I trod the winepress alone. No one else was with me. We know he's not talking about a winepress because later he says, their blood splattered my garments. Man, I love this verse. Why are your garments red? I trod the winepress alone. Tonight, God wants to remind you that he has replaced your robe, your red robe, with his robe of righteousness. You don't need to wear that red garment anymore. Take it off. Maybe it's comfortable. Take it off. Take it off. Jesus trod the wine press alone. He took the bloodstained robe. That's simple, simple fact. Well, I want to get to a place of declaration tonight because I hope something sunk in tonight um, from that other stuff. I, I hope that something landed. It's the third time that it's sort of been pressed in the last four services. But that's because God wants it to sink in because freed people, free people. We want to live free. Tonight, I, need to, I think I need to start with my declaration. I need to start with what God's done for me because then I want you guys to shout out what God's done for you. So my testimony, my testimony is that God came into my courtroom and he didn't just sit there and plead my case. He simply took my place. He breathed love into my soul and a love that I couldn't believe I couldn't receive, he gave it unconditionally. He raised me from death, and he clothed me in his righteousness. Man, my righteousness is nothing, but his is awesome. He has taken my bloodstained shirt and replaced it with his clean, white, beautiful, righteous robe. I'm so thankful for his righteousness, because if it were my righteousness, I would have that robe stained in no time. It's all very well getting a new robe, but often I come to church and I get my new robe on the Sunday, but then on Monday, probably by 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning, I've stained it already, and I'm like, I can't wear this out. I can't wear this out, and I start living ashamed. I start living limited, but that's not what God has for me. He wants me to live in freedom. He wants me to free people. So yeah, I'm thankful that it's his righteousness, not my righteousness. His righteousness is untouchable. His love is untouchable, and his power is untouchable. Hey, this is my battle cry, so I'm going to need to wind up into it, because I love this. I love this. 
Whew. It looks like freedom. All right. The Lord has called me righteous, not because of who I am or what I do, but because of whose robe I wear, whose name I bear, and because of the one I allow to steer my life. I am free. I am free. Come on. It's not about my righteousness. It's about His righteousness. It's about His righteousness in your life. Come on. Man, my prayer is that your declaration tonight would be that. Come on. You are righteous. Your position is his righteousness tonight, and you are free. You are free because of whose robe you wear, whose name you bear, and because of the one you allow to steer your life. You are free. You are free. Are you righteous? Yes, you are. And because of that, are you free? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Maybe you need to say tonight, yes, I am. Yes, I am. It's not about me, but it's about his righteousness. He wants to clothe you in his righteousness tonight. At the start, I called out Nick to lead us in a moment of praise. Without music tonight, I could invite the team back up, but I'm not. I want to leave it bare. I want to leave it, it's not empty because God's here, but I want to leave it just that. And I want you, if you're free in this place, to get to your feet and start declaring your battle cry. Do it when you're ready. I'll stand up here for 10 minutes, but when you're ready, why don't you get to your feet and have a battle cry tonight? Why don't you just receive his righteousness, stroll on up to his roadstool and just go, I can have it freely. Don't negotiate no more honesty box. We live with his righteousness. So tonight, I'm just going to be silent. And when you're ready, why don't you get to your feet or do what you need to do and just start to declare that you are in his righteousness and you are free. Cool? If you want to jump up with more than one or two, come on, do it. Come on, there needs to be more free people in this place. Come on, get to your feet. Come on. Who the sun sets free is free indeed.
who the sun sets free is free indeed. For all those standing, come on, I love that you're in a position of freedom tonight. There's a crazy story I talk about, and it's a picture that God gave me about a lion. So pretend you're on a safari and you're, you're driving through, and then all of a sudden in the distance, you see a little pack of lions, and you're like, whoa, they look strong. Whoa, they look bold. They look, wow, they look majestic. And all of a sudden, you're actually quite comfy when you're at a distance looking at them. But the thing is, is that when they open their mouth and they start to roar, all of a sudden you're like, whoo, I can't be in this territory. Come on, move on, move on. And the thing is, is that we need to declare things because it's all very well looking the part. But if we don't declare something out of our mouth, then the devil's going to stay in our territory and just look at us. Ryan, you're free. You're called to free people. You look strong, but when you declare something, that's stronger. The way you speak into the life of all those men and sports people is incredible. And you just walk in the room and they look at you and they see God. But when you speak, that's when the power comes. That's when the freedom comes. Come on. You're justified. You're righteous. You're robed. You're a threshold breaker. There's a thing called the threshold theory. And it's when, in a, it's actually a sports performance. It comes from sports psychology. And it's a thing where there's a curve and there's a, there's a bit of a curve where it goes up and up and up and up. But the thing is, is that the great impact isn't until a certain point, And that's called the point, the, like, the point of threshold. So there's a threshold there. And God's declared that you're a threshold breaker. Many people might lead up to that threshold. Many moments might lead up to that threshold, but you tip it. You tip that threshold, and this year you're going to tip it. Come on. Believe it, Ryan. God's anointed you. He's appointed you. He's gifted you. He will never leave you stranded. He has it all for you, and you are justified in your approach. You're going to change things this year. You're a threshold breaker. Threshold breaker. Whew. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added or given to you as well. You're in his righteousness. Ask, you will receive. You don't need to come timidly. You can come boldly. This year, don't forget that free people, free people. Far out, we've got a whole lot of lions now who have a declaration coming out of their mouth, and I know the devil can't be in your territory anymore. He's scared. He's scared. You know who you are and whose you are. Hey, I want to invite the, the uh, team back up, worship team back up. I am free, I am free, these chains have no hold on me, I've been healed, hallelujah, I am free, 
I am free. These chains have no hold on me. I've been healed. Hallelujah. Sometimes freedom's uncomfortable. That's why I had to say. <laughs> I was like, man, God, I don't want to sing. <laughs> Especially not when the band's not behind me, man. But the truth is, is that sometimes we have to break the norm. It's crazy how we, we start um, just accepting the norm. If people walk to work, then I walk to work. I don't skip, I don't run. Men don't do rhythmic gymnastics, so I will not do a routine with my little twirly rope. <laughs> I was one of those people at university which, who would look at people and be like, ha they're late, they're running to lectures. So I'd be like, I don't run to lectures. I walk purposefully. <laughs> because I'm still cool. But the thing is, is that sometimes we just accept the status quo and we, we limit ourselves. And often that comes from a point of not wanting to be vulnerable, not wanting to be exposed. But the truth is, is that when we're in Jesus, we actually break ground. We actually break ground. And when we believe we are free, we will see people set free. When we go into a situation that says that you should be silent and all of a sudden you're preaching the gospel, whoo, freedom. Freedom. When you're in a lecture theater and everyone else is on their phones, making sure that they don't look like no one loves them, you know, I'm on my phone, no one's sitting with me, I'm insecure. All of a sudden, if you go over to them and start approaching them about a conversation, I can guarantee that phone will go straight in the pocket because they're looking for connection. Facebook is not an excuse just to hide away from real connection. Come on, you're free this year. You change environments this year with your freedom. Come on. Come on. Whew, it's about awkward at times tonight, but that's freedom. <laughs> that's freedom sometimes. Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.